reunited with the family. The fattened calf was slaughtered. They celebrated with great joy. It's just like the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. Friends and neighbors, they came, they joined in the celebration. This is great. However, you'll notice there's something different about this last parable. It has to do with the older, older son. The older son was working in the field. He drew near the house and heard music and, and dancing. He wondered what was going on. So he asked the servant and the servant told him, Your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But the older brother did not rejoice. In fact, he became angry. So angry that he refused to go into the house to celebrate. Instead, he remained outside. And that too, that would be actually an insult to the father, not joining in with this celebration that his father initiated. His father heard about it. But he still came to his older son lovingly. And he urged him in love to come in, celebrate with us. But the older brother's response reveals his heart. Look, all these many years I've served you, or literally slaved for you, and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. The older brother is very angry. Why? What's going on? Well, the older brother is definitely a different sort of character than his younger brother. The older brother is disciplined. He's serious. He's hardworking. He lives a strict life. He's outwardly blameless. Probably also knows how to handle his money well. The important thing is this. He may not have admitted it before, but his words reveal he, he thinks he's earned his place in the family. And that's apparent when he says, all these years I've been slaving away for you. He believes he has a right to his inheritance based on what he has done. And that's contrary to his younger brother who obviously hasn't earned his, he's just wasted it. You know, that wild spending and wastefulness of his younger brother seems awful to him. And now his father is spent just as recklessly on the younger brother's return, it seems. The other younger brother hasn't even had to pay a dime. A free and extravagant feast without any cost to him. Not even a day's work that the younger son has to put in. So he refuses, the older brother refuses his father's gracious invitation to join the celebration. Now it's important for us to see... That the older brother displays a second way that our sinful nature expresses itself. A second type of lostness. 
The older brother represents a rebellion of our sinful nature in a different way than the younger brother. However, in the end, it's actually the same type of rebellion. Both did not love their father, but only wanted their father's things. The younger brother tried to get his father's things by being very bad. The older one was trying to get his father's things but by being very good. And that's why the older brother is now angry. His obedience to the father was slavery-driven. It wasn't because he loved his father at all. He was trying to control him. So he actually had the same heart as his younger son. He was at home all the time, but he was just as lost as his younger brother. And now that his father has been gracious to the younger son, free of charge, he's ready to do what his younger brother did, pick up and leave. Go away from home. You see, the younger brother's sin, while living, estranged himself from the father. But the older brother's pride in his righteousness was estranging him from his father. See, all the older brother can see is his younger brother's bad track record. He does not look at his brother's bad track record out of concern and love for him because he, he loves him or cares for him. But he's concerned about his bad track record because his younger brother has taken away stuff from him. And there's a great danger in this expression of our fallen nature. The older brother does not realize that there's something wrong in his heart. All he can think about is his own moral superiority. And then he just looks down on his younger brother who's messed everything up. And when this great grace is shown to the younger brother, he blows up, he can't handle it. Maybe all these years he tried to keep his younger brother in line, but didn't want to listen. Now his younger brother's back, and all he can say is, serves you right, get out of here. But the lostness of the younger brother and the lostness of the older brother are both disastrous. Think of to whom Christ told the parable to the Pharisees. The Pharisees looked down on their fellow Israelites who did not live up to their track record. Perhaps they were angry with the tax collectors and other sinners because they were worried about losing their land inheritance given given to them by God, the land of Israel. They were not concerned about tax collectors as people in their lost condition, and they did not see their own need for grace. Then the tax collectors and sinners started coming to Christ and the Pharisees were angry and grumbled. Now in the parable of the two lost sons, the father graciously goes out to his older son to call him in to celebrate. And this is what Christ was doing to the Pharisees at this moment. Remember, he's just like God the Father because he is true God. 
He's going out to the Pharisees who have grumbled against his grace and he's entreating them. Come. Celebrate with us. Join the rejoicing in heaven. Don't let your pride get in the way of enjoying God's grace to sinners. Yes, these people have sinned, but they have returned. Let's rejoice in that. As I was preparing for this sermon, I was reading a book by Tim Keller on this parable. provided me some good insights into it. He points out that in this parable... It's different than the other two parables because in the other two parables, someone goes out to look for the sheep. Someone goes out to look for the coin. But in this parable, no one goes to the far country to look for the son. No one searches for the younger brother. But who in this story might have, who who should have searched for the younger brother? Well, who is his brother's keeper? What did God tell Cain so many years before the story about his younger brother? He said to Cain, you are your brother's keeper. Right? The Pharisees had the same prideful attitude as Cain. They should have sought out the tax collectors and sinners. Instead of looking down on them, they should have lovingly tried to bring them in, show them God's grace. And the parable is missing an older brother who searches for the younger brother. The thing is, Jesus Christ is that perfect elder brother the parable is missing. He's the elder brother the tax collectors and sinners never had in the Pharisees. What does Christ say, the eternal Son of God? He came from heaven to earth to seek and to save those who were lost. He gave up himself. He was gracious and generous in order to bring people in to his father's house. He was willing to give up everything he had to save us. He even was willing to go to the cross that we might enjoy eternal joy in the Father's kingdom, in the Father's house, where he's preparing a place for us. It's good for us to examine our own hearts and lives. The spirit of the older brother can easily live in us. And first, we might not realize it's there. Remember, the older brother thought everything was okay with himself. The Pharisees thought everything was okay with, with themselves, too. Where Christ here calls us away from this prideful and bitter spirit. Remember the tax collectors and sinners were entering the kingdom of God before the Pharisees. How might this spirit be present in our lives? Well, if we're tempted to look condescendingly on others based on our own track record, the spirit is there. We have a strong sense of our own moral superiority. The spirit is there. We have no love for God and are just obeying Him to get things. The Spirit is there. You ex- expect God owes you a smooth road because of what you have done. The Spirit is there. We must turn from it. Have we seen our own desperate need for grace? 
Do we live every day treasuring being a child of God through Christ? We are adopted by grace. And if you see the spirit of the elder brother in you, perhaps we all can in a, in a way, remember that the father lovingly still goes out to the older brother, invites him in. That can change us. You know, think of the people of our culture. Our Western world, world with its many enjoyable things, was built upon a Christian worldview. In many ways, people today are throwing away the rich inheritance they've been given by past generations, walking further away from God. In one sense, there are a lot of younger brothers out there bringing our culture into a pigsty. Maybe that makes us angry. And indeed, it is sad. But in reality, we should be seeking people out. Let's look with compassion on the lost, try to bring them into the Father's kingdom. Remember, we are objects of grace. Is there room for the younger brother or the younger sister in this church? Now, the parable, remember, it ends the father going out to the older brother, lovingly invited him in to celebrate the return of the younger son. The parable ends with that invitation. Christ leaves that invitation there for the Pharisees. He leaves it there for us too. God is inviting us to join the celebration of his grace to sinners. He says, son, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. It's true. Everything God the Father has is ours. Think about this. He has already given us what was most precious to him. His only begotten son. He says in Romans 8, If God did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Everything the Father has is ours. Let us celebrate this. Let's want others to join us. Treasure our relationship with God. He's gracious, he's loving, he's generous. Come to Christ, celebrate his free forgiveness through the cross. Amen. Let us respond to the preaching of God's word by singing together hymn 82, stanza 1, 3, and 4.